It's time for episode 484 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the 2023 tech podcast. Fireworks, 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 fireworks. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent. Fireworks. And I'm joined fireworks across the internet by my good pal and my dungeon buddy, because we play Dungeons and Dragons together on the internet. It's Dan <laughs> Fireworks Morin. Hello, Dan. Micah, it's so difficult to hear you over all the fireworks going off, but it is is truly a wonderful time to be alive and to be celebrating the new year with Clockwise and with you and with maybe some other people. Yeah, in fact, fireworks, there are some people who are joining us today. To my fireworks left is the incredible podcaster, uh, host of Fireworks Conduit on Relay FM, as well as everyone's favorite business unicorn. It's Kathy Fireworks Campbell. Hello, Kathy. (laughs) Hello, fireworks, Micah, Dan, (laughs) fireworks people. (laughs) And to my left, it is the founder of Emoji Fireworks. Emojipedia, it's fireworks man about town and occasional boat liver, liver, (laughs) dweller, occasional boat dweller, Jeremy Burge. Welcome back, fireworks, Jeremy. Uh, Thank you. I'm not to the left. I'm up. I'm on that confetti pole thing that drops in. Yeah, I'm on that. Watch out for the fireworks, though. That's dangerous. Yes. Yes. I'm supervising from up here. I got to tell you, I started to think about a boat having a liver and kidneys and lungs, and it's really freaking me out. So we should get this show on the roll so I can forget about all of that. Um, My question for you, tell us about the most annoying, the most unreliable or the most frustrating tech you own. Kathy, we'll start with you. All right, Micah, since no one else is listening, I'm going to complain to you about the hue lights, which is the thing that I talked about last time I think I was on the show about setting up some sort of automation in my oh, house. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's terrible. <laughs> okay. The, um, it stops connecting with anything and I have to like manually reset my light bulb. Do you know how annoying it is to take off the little outside thing to unscrew the light bulb? Because any of the audio, like other resets that the internet says, it doesn't work. So I am very frustrated at that. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> well, uh, Dan, save us. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give this one up for the HomePod Mini. Gosh, I like my HomePod. I like having a voice assistant. I like being able to turn my lights on and off when they work like Kathy's. Um, and I enjoy all of that. But my HomePod Mini is incredibly unreliable. Sometimes it will communicate with devices, but more often than not, Siri's got that uh, working on it. Just a minute. Something went wrong. And you're just like, well, okay, in the time that it took you to even give me the first one of those errors, I could have walked over and turned on a light or taken (laughs) out my phone and done the thing that I asked you to do. This is not saving me time. This is just adding time and frustration to my day. So I, you know... I just I really want to be able to use the HomePod as the the center of my smart home, but it just feels like it is constantly having troubles or it mishears me. Um, or my personal favorite recently is uh, when I tell it to add things to my shopping list. It says, 
okay, Dan, I've added it to the shopping list list. And I say, <laughs> good for you. Uh, so the number of times I've swear, I've, you know, issue swears in the direction of my HomePod mini has vastly increased, I feel like, in the last few months. I don't know why. Uh, maybe this has to do with that whole uh, home architecture thing that Apple released and then pulled. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my vote. HomePod mini, I'm looking at you. Jeremy, what is your most annoying piece of tech? As we very, very briefly discussed prior to the show that I am uh, part-time on land at the moment, part-time on the boat. I'm currently on my uh, land-based uh, house in Australia at the moment. And yeah, I got one of the the vacuum robot, you know, moppy things. And they are really dumb. I thought they were meant to be smart. <laughs> they just bump into everything all the time. You got to move your cables out of the way. You got to like move some chairs or let it shove it around the room. I, I do not understand. I genuinely, <laughs> for the last four years living on the water, just thought all this was sorted and people were living this futuristic life and robots <laughs> were cleaning everything without any fuss. And I realized that they're not. They are very unintelligent and and really not there yet. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to put my vote on uh, getting a little alert after you leave the house with your little robot saying, help, I can't dock or whatever. And you can get a house back and put it back on it, little dock. And so you might as well clean yourself. I am a fool. And I look, I know me. And I updated my home with the new home architecture because I needed to never try it out, see how it works. Yeah, never update your home. That's the rule. Um, I used to have this beautiful smart home with this beautiful setup where, especially in my office, I could come in, I could press one button and all of the lights that I need to do a video podcast, they would turn on, everything would be ready to roll, I'd be good to go. I updated to the new home architecture and now nothing works how it's supposed oh, to. No. I've had to remove everything and try to re-add it. And now some of the devices won't even add um, back to my smart home. And it's all just a mess and it's a nightmare. And it is what uh, inspired this uh, question because I am very frustrated at the fact that it's not, none of it is working. So yeah, um, thank you Mike, all. I just want to say, I'm enjoying this topic where it's, what is the thing that's the most annoying in your home and why is it smart home tech? Which is apparently <laughs> what we all agree. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Kathy, let us move on to your topic. Well, let's move into a little bit of optimism for 2023. And I'd love to know what is a tech-related goal, resolution, yearly theme, whatever that is on your radar for this coming year? I would say, I mean, like probably a lot of us, I'm reevaluating my social media presence in the year 2023. I have dialed back a lot on Twitter. Uh, I am using Mastodon a bit, um, but I, I, not nearly as much as I think I used to use Twitter in sort of the, the high point there. And I'm trying to, you know, spend less time doom scrolling. I know we all try this every year, but um, I think the the changes at Twitter have kind of helped that along for me in feeling like I'm even less invested in spending time on Twitter than I was previously. Uh, and trying to spend a little more time with my tech actually 
building stuff, making stuff rather than just consuming stuff. I think that's sort of where it comes down to. And some of that could be, you know, writing. Uh, some of it could be programming or coming up with like automations and doing stuff like that. I, I think for me, I want to spend a lot more time because I, I don't have as much time to spend on my tech as I used to um, for other things that have occupied my life in the past six months. And uh, knowing that I'll have less time going forward in the future, I want to optimize that for doing something that feels productive rather than doing stuff that just feels like I'm sitting here and scrolling through Twitter endlessly. Uh, will that happen? Eh, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Jeremy, what about you? I don't know where what there's uh, a way of measuring goals where they're meant to be smart, where they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Have you heard of this acronym oh, before? Smart. Unfortunately, no. yes. I have not. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I have a smart goal to clean up my desktop on my computer because it is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Uh, because it gets in my brain, uh, you know, a messy desktop, not a good way to start the year. So I'm going to rearrange it. And what I'm very keen to do is maybe turn back on that iCloud desktop syncing thing. Mm. But I'm like, I don't know. My, my issue is I use that as my temporary workspace. You know, you dump a video file on there or something and you don't always want it immediately yeah. going up to iCloud. <laughs> But then when you don't have it on, obviously the thing happens, you save something on your desktop, you leave home and you really want to access it from your phone or something. So I don't know how to juggle this, but let's say I want to be in control of my desktop for 2023 and uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll report back next year. That's lovely. Uh, for me, I just really want to kick off um, learning Python. Uh, I have dabbled uh, a number of times and I have not uh, set that goal of actually taking the time to learn more about it in the interest of getting me to be uh, motivated to do so. I've picked up some uh, materials and so I think uh, that is going to help move me into that. Now, whether that's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, I don't know. But <laughs> I am I, I am definitely looking at that here in 2023. Uh, Kathy, I'm curious to hear about your goal slash resolution slash yearly theme. <laughs> yeah, so I hate smart goals because um, I feel like those are more like uh, to-do lists, not necessarily goals. So I go with yearly theme. My uh, yearly theme this year is the year of balance. And one of those things that I'd like to do is start balancing my social media in a way that is more productive and purposeful. Um, so I have a project that I'm going to call Project Unicorn Herd, I guess. Um, but I uh, bought a domain yesterday and I've started configuring out something that I hope will be really fun and productive and helpful. Um, but I can't talk about it yet because it's scary and I don't want to tell anybody. So instead, <laughs> just uh, that 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 thing is on my list. <laughs> Um, all right, let us take a quick break because it's halftime. Uh, this episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Issue. Uh, so first impressions, as you may well know, are 
everything. So if you're looking to make an impact with your online content, well, you might check out Issue because Issue is the easiest and fastest way to make your creative ideas come to life and share engaging content everywhere you want to be seen. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content. This could be marketing materials. These could be magazines, catalogs, portfolios. You can create a lot of stuff with Issue. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your digital content in an easy to view way on every device. That, I think, is the magic of Issue. You can make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. And the content gets automatically optimized for engagement, ready to share, which saves you so much time. And it works seamlessly with tools you already use and love. Maybe you use Canva, Dropbox, MailChimp, InDesign. It'll work with those. Content on Issue can be published as public or as private. Uh, And of course, private only allows users with the shared link to be able to view it. And public content will be available to your audience and available to others to discover on the Issue platform. That's how I came across some of these magazines. There were some ones for like knitting and crocheting that are published through Issue. Uh, The platform also provides statistics on how your content is being consumed. So that way, you can learn more about your audience. That's a big thing. You know, if you're sending out PDFs, you may not know who's actually into uh, what you are, you're publishing. So you get a little bit more information. Uh, There's data on impressions, clicks on the content, duration spent reading, pages viewed and more. So that way issue can help creators, marketers, designers, and anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you out there as you're listening can get started with issue today for free. So if you've ever had that desire to become a magazine uh, publisher, for example, this could be your chance to edit your magazine. Uh, Sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code clockwise. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash clockwise. Use the promo code clockwise at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. One more time, issue.com slash podcast with the promo code clockwise. Thanks so much to Issue for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, we are back from halftime and that means it's Dan's topic. All right, so let's uh let's wish cast a little bit here. What is a tech device or product that you would go out and get immediately if money or let's say space uh, were no object. If there were no problems between you and this tech of your dreams, what would it be, Jeremy? Hmm. Well, if I if I cast my mind back, uh, not to not to get too too distant about this, but as a child, about twelve or thirteen, I had this sort of dream that one day I'd have like all the colored iMacs in a circle, and I'd kind of rollerblade into my office of whatever <laughs> I'd set up, and, um, <laughs> down at whichever color I felt like that day, and uh, that seemed like a fun. That was you know that was in my days of tech uh lust and now i i don't lust for tech that exists there's nothing there's nothing that currently exists i'm I'm very happy with the things that exist what i want with money is genuinely no object i want something that doesn't exist you know like uh i love camera tech but it's always a bit you know mediocre like a drone they're either big and bulky and hard to control or they're little and cool but have really crummy video quality so i kind of want things like that like what we have today but better Whereas the things that we have today, my laptop, it does everything. I, I, there's no tech lust for the existing things. I want new and exciting things, and I no longer want every single iMac um, or to be rollerblading into them. Uh, that's that's no longer my tech lust. 
I am going realistic. Um, there is a display that I covet. Um, it is a wonky monitor um, made by LG. It is a 28-inch screen, but it is not in the standard um, horizontal rectangle shape that a screen is. Instead, they've turned it on its side, and it's it's still pretty wide while also being taller. I don't know what to say about it. All I have to say is you have to look at it to see it. But when you do, I think that you'll go, oh, I get this. Essentially, uh, they call it the dual up monitor. And the idea is that you can have two um, kind of monitor sizes built into one screen. And I, I would love to have this as my secondary display. But it's $600 and it's kind of silly. And so that's why it just remains on my list of if money were no object, I would own this display. Um, so that is my answer. Kathy, what is yours? You know, I decided when I got this this question, I went and I was like, what is the fanciest uh, tech related car? You know, because I'm 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 shopping um, and uh, the Lucid Air looks really cool. It's new. And uh, I think a year ago I would have answered a Tesla. But obviously, for many reasons, <laughs> that is not my answer. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to uh, put my order in for a Lucid Air because money's no object. So it doesn't matter if it works longer than a year because i could just buy another one um yeah i'm gonna go more in the uh, the mica direction here of the thing that feels a little frivolous and is just slightly more than i want to pay for it um there is a new version of the playstation vr uh that is coming out i believe next month or so uh and i have not had i have not taken the plunge into vr i've not bought any vr stuff i do have a ps5 um, and I am kind of intrigued by, you know, having something, a platform that actually works well uh, with VR and, and seeing what the opportunities are like on, on that device before Apple releases. No doubt it's too expensive uh, entry into the market. Um, but here's the thing about the PSVR 2. Uh, it's more expensive than the PS5. Like <laughs> you need a PlayStation 5 to play it, but it's more than the cost of a PlayStation 5. And that is where I feel silly because it's like. Well, I'm still like playing all these games on the PlayStation 5 that I'm catching up on. I don't really want to spend the amount of money it would cost me to buy equivalently another console um, just to play some small subset of games that will then be available. But if one were to magically appear or money were no object at all, I would I would have one. I probably have one of those rooms where I can set it up and it's all like a VR room. Uh, basically, I'm building a holodeck is what I'm saying if money were no object. But uh I am going to wait till it comes down in price, probably, or until Apple releases its thing, and I have to decide which virtual reality goggles. Can you wear multiple virtual reality goggles at the same time? Is that frowned upon? Is it, it like two Apple Watches? Too. Yeah, I no, say, I think uh, go for it. Go for Yeah. <laughs> okay. One there we go. Money yeah. is no object. Exactly. Uh, thank you all for your thoughts on that, and let us go to our final topic, which comes from Jeremy. So at CES this week, the Wireless Power Consortium, a consortium I spend very little time thinking about, <laughs> uh, they announced uh, QI2, pronounced Qi2, uh, you know, like the, a new fancy wireless charging standard, where as far as I can understand from uh, this report is that it's basically MagSafe or Apple's kind of lending some key bits of MagSafe or to be compatible with MagSafe. And I am all for that, So, but I'm interested in the rest of you 
Are you MagSafers? Are you using accessories you really like? And or are there any things that you think uh, might exist in this Chi2 world that you'd be looking forward to? Uh, Micah, where are you at? Yeah, so I think this is, um, I've, I've had a change of heart. I've talked about it before um, when it comes to wireless charging, because whenever, you know, before it had come to the iPhone and really I, I was able to give it a, a the old college try, I always felt like it was a big lie to call it wireless charging. I had a problem with calling something wireless charging that when there was a cord that plugs into the charger part of it, that's still, there's still a wire there that, uh, but if I, once I got past that nonsense and just said, Oh, but this is a really (laughs) handy thing to have. And when the magnets came along in particular, um, I was sold on it and remain sold on it. I, my iPhone every night goes onto a wireless charger and then my Apple watch sits next to it. And then there's a little charge base that's also built into it. I can put my, um, AirPods on the AirPods case on. So I think wireless charging is great because it's very uh, convenient. It also is in in terms of like design, the idea that you can just set something somewhere and it's kind of stealth is really neat. Um, So I've got wireless charging as much as I can and will, you know, even go as far as to uh, make things wireless charging that aren't wireless charging in some cases, um, including I've got um, a little portable speaker and it had two options. You could, you know, just plug it in and charge it that way, or you can get the charging base where it is something you just sit it on and then it charges, and then you take it off and you're good to go. Um, I scooped that up as quickly as possible because it's just so convenient and nice. So yeah, um, I've even got charge banks, you know, the they, they have battery packs in them and you can charge your devices with them. I've even got those that have wireless charging built into them so that you can set it down on a wireless charger and charge it up and then, you know, go about your merry way. So yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in and I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, other manufacturers out there make now that Qi2 has that magnetic profile, which just means that everything can be aligned properly so that you can get the best charge possible from your device. Um, I have spoken too long. Kathy, take it away. (laughs) I love MagSafe. I have a uh, 12 South Forte on my desk um, that I use to charge my iPods and my phone. Um, I have a MagSafe pop socket and uh, the MagSafe wallet pop socket thing. Um, I freaking love it. I have a MagSafe mount in my car, so my phone can just sit there, and it's great. I am super excited to have this be more compatible world, like more than just Apple stuff, only because I'm excited to see what creative products are going to come from really smart people in the world. So I'm very excited. I actually recently, so I've been using the MagSafe like charging puck for a while with my iPhone. Uh, I have it on my nightstand. And that's where I charge my phone every night. Um, and then recently I decided I wanted a car mount. Uh, I have CarPlay in my car, but I have a weird thing where sometimes when it's very cold, there's like a glitch with the CarPlay unit and I need to wait for the car to warm up before it works properly. But sometimes I still need maps during that period. So I was like, you know what? I'll just get a mount. I'll pop the phone on it. And I'll be able to use like maps on that while I'm waiting for the uh, CarPlay thing to work. Um, 
And so I was like, well, I should get a magnetic one because that seems like the best way to do it. And I discovered um, that. So I did. I ordered the Belkin magnet vent, vent mount and I was like, great. And then I realized the case I had on my phone would not work with it. It was too thick um, mm. and it wouldn't get a, a solid enough uh, magnet tizationality that's the word <laughs> and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so i bought another clear case that has one of the magsafe magnets embedded in it uh, and that works great i've been very pleased with that and part of the reason i also did that was because i also ordered one of those continuity camera mounts for my studio display which uses magsafe and i was like well i don't want to have to be in a situation where i can constantly like taking the case off my phone in order to use it with all these accessories uh, and hence buying going out and buying a case which I felt a little bad at because it's just like, well, now I've got an old piece of plastic that I can't use for anything else and nobody wants a used plastic clear case. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of all of these MagSafe accessories and I think the addition like of the sort of magnetic, uh, basically the MagSafe-based protocols to Chi2 is a huge improvement. I One of the problems I had prior to this was like I would put the phone down on the MagSafe puck at night and every once in a while, you just wouldn't get it lined up right, right? You would like knock it slightly at night or something, and I wake up in the morning, my phone wouldn't be charged, and I was like, "Well, this is just a bad experience." Uh, and I have noted that since having the uh, device, the, the the case with the MagSafe magnets embedded in it, you get like it is no joke. You put it on there, and it's like, you know, like so you know when you've got a good uh, solid connection there, and. Um, it really doesn't, I don't end up with any of the problems where I accidentally jostle it or knock it around. So I think this is a great improvement. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Yeah. okay, thank you. That's the sound of the magnetization Uh (laughs) Uh Yeah, anyways, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm glad that this is becoming a standard. I think it'll mean only more accessories available out there. Um, And that's that's great. I'm a fan. Jeremy, why don't you wrap us up here? Yeah, uh, agreed with all of you. Uh, more cases that have mag- magnets built in, the better. Uh, personally, I'm nonstop magnets everywhere. I feel bad when people come over to my home that, you know, I've got little MagSafe docks around, but if they have like an Android phone, they have to sit there and kind of quietly try and line it up for a really slow charge. Uh, so I hope for the future of m- more compatibility that anyone can bring any phone over and pop it on a charger, get the magnets happening. And yeah, hopefully just more accessories. I've already got a boat mount. I have a bike mount. Uh, I replaced the Apple wallet with one from Nanopop, which has a little cutout at the bottom and it's much easier to get your cards out of. And yeah, I'm just, I just think Chitu, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's accessorize and magnetize everything. Thank you all for your interest there. It is time for the bonus topic. But before we do that, We do want to take a brief moment to tell you about Squarespace. Yes, Squarespace is back and sponsoring this episode of Clockwise. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, you can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, your products, your services, even the content you create. Squarespace has got it all covered. With Squarespace... You can use insights to grow your business. So maybe you wonder where your site visits and sales are coming from and which channels are most effective. Squarespace lets you analyze all of that. Once you've got that data, you can improve your website. You can build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords, the most popular products you have, and of course, the content that you have. Uh, If you do have a product or service, well, you can sell those in an online store. Physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online and you can get to blogging. 
Uh, my personal site, mica.co, is a Squarespace site and has been for years and years and years because it was very easy for me to set up Squarespace's uh, site and get everything locked in as I wanted it. Um, and then I also have uh, published a number of podcasts using Squarespace as the back end, including the podcast I used to do uh, called Lucid, which was all about uh, sleep and dream science as well as dream interpretation. Uh, all of of that was done through Squarespace and Squarespace made it very easy to do. Uh, and to this day, I can, you know, log in and, and make changes as I need to or check to make sure everything's working as it should. Uh, Squarespace makes it so simple. So you out there should check out Squarespace as well. Head to squarespace.com clockwise for a free trial with no credit card required. Yeah, that is a great opportunity. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code clockwise to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash clockwise. And when you decide to sign up, please use the offer code clockwise, because of course, that'll let them know that you heard about it here, but you'll also get 10% off your first purchase. We appreciate Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, my bonus topic for you. What's something you've done that took a lot of time, but was totally worth it. Kathy, we'll start with you. Well, I'm still doing this, and that's raising a kid. They're 13 now, and it's taking a lot of time and effort and energy, <laughs> but I think it's turning out okay. Kathy took my answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'll go with uh, writing writing a novel. That takes a lot of time. But it is definitely <laughs> worth it in the end. Or is it? <laughs> um, uh, I had I had uh, unlocking all the snowboards in Snowboard Kids. So, uh, you know, nineteen ninety nine level three Alpine board, Tommy. You know, smashing all those levels. Well worth it. Took a good year out of my life. So, just as meaningful. I'm gone. <laughs> and, and a year off well of your life too. <laughs> What's funny is after I finished writing this bonus topic, and I go. I know people are going to say kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, it, I mean, yes, it absolutely. I'm here for you, Micah. It I'm does, here. Thank, thank you. The thank kids you, are all right. It does take a lot of time. And I think many, if not most, would say it's entirely worth it. So it was a good answer. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, I should mention, if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week, you out there can become a member of Clockwise. You just go to relay.fm slash clockwise and sign up for five bucks a month or $50 a year, and you will help support this show. Help us keep this thing rolling along. In this week's Overtime Topic, we discuss how we secure our online lives. With that, we have reached the end of this episode of Clockwise. All that is left is to thank our guests. Kathy Campbell, thank you so much for being here today. Fireworks, fireworks. Thank you. Fireworks, <laughs> Micah. And Jeremy Burge, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for being here. Fireworks emoji. Thank you. Yes, the, the, the confetti ball has exploded or whatever it does. Uh, we're all safe and it's, it's all over New York now. Phew. And Micah will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody out there listening, watch what you say and keep watching the fireworks. <laughs>